88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The chief, tonight's headlines, the chief executive says Hong Kong and Shenzhen are launching an initiative to lure international talent and business. The government hopes to see a 25% drop in plastic bag disposal after it doubles the levy, and a 27-year-old man is the first person convicted under the anti-doxing law. The chief executive, John Lee, says Hong Kong and neighbouring Shenzhen have launched an initiative to attract international talent and enterprises to the Greater Bay Area. Speaking at a conference, Mr Lee said the partnership would help take advantage of investment in infrastructure for innovation and technology as part of the SAR's Northern Metropolis Development Plan. In addition to building the necessary infrastructure, Hong Kong and Shenzhen have launched a joint policy package to attract talents and enterprises around the world. This will facilitate our participation in the development of a world-class innovation and technology hub in the Greater Bay Area. Mr Lee also told the conference, which marks the 25th anniversary of the official China Daily Newspaper's local edition, that the SAR was well-placed to make the most of collaborations under the Greater Bay Area Initiative. He cited President Xi Jinping's speech in the SAR on July 1st, in which which Mr Xi stressed Beijing's support for Hong Kong's distinctive status and advantages and urged it to seize the opportunities presented by the nation's development. As one of the core cities of the Greater Bay Area, Hong Kong will leverage our highly market-oriented and internationalised business environment, our well-developed professional service sectors, as well as our status as an international financial, trade and shipping centre to join hands with the other Greater Bay Area cities in developing a world-class city cluster for living, traveling and working. The government is set to move a motion on doubling the plastic bag levy to $1 to a vote at the Legislative Council later this month as it seeks to implement the hike at the end of this year. In a paper to the Legislature, the Environment and Ecology Bureau says it expects a 25% drop in plastic bag disposal after the measure takes effect. It's also suggested removing the levy exemptions for plastic bags carrying chilled or frozen food as well as food in non-airtight packaging. A 27-year-old man has become the first person convicted under the anti-doxing law which took effect last year. Frank Jung, as Frank Jung reports, Homokwa pleaded guilty to seven charges of disclosing the personal information of his ex-girlfriend without her consent. Ho was convicted in the Shatin Magistrates Court over postings on social media platforms in October 2021. The Privacy Commissioner said he disclosed his former lover's name, photos, residential address, private and office telephone numbers, as well as the name of her employer and her position after they broke up. Ho also impersonated his ex-girlfriend to set up multiple social media accounts, claiming she welcomed others to visit her. The privacy watchdog said many strangers later contacted the complainant and tried to get acquainted with her. A former policeman has killed over 30 people in a mass shooting at a children's daycare centre in eastern Thailand. Most of the victims were children. Local police said the gunman killed himself. Wendy Wong reports. Police said the attacker, armed with a shotgun, a pistol and a knife, opened fire in the childcare centre in Nombua Lumfu province at half past 12 before fleeing in a vehicle. 
An officer told the AFP news agency the gunman was Panya Komrap, a police lieutenant colonel who was dismissed from the force for drug use. He added that after the mass shooting at the child care center, he went home and killed his family and himself. Such shootings are rare in Thailand, even though the rate of gun ownership is high compared with other countries in the region, and illegal weapons are common. In 2020, a soldier angry over a property deal gone sour killed at least 29 people and wounded 57 in a shooting rampage that spanned four locations. And a quick look at the weather for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be uh, There'll be a few showers tomorrow, sunny intervals during the day. The temperatures will range between 26 and 31 degrees. Moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore in the morning and at night. The outlook sunny periods over the weekend. The winds will strengthen from the north on Monday and it'll be cooler in the morning. It'll be fine in the following few days, but it will be very fine during the day. You're, uh, currently it's 28 degrees Celsius, humidity 79%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A former policeman has been sentenced to four years in jail for repeatedly forcing his young son to perform indecent acts. A High Court judge says the defendant had poisoned his son by twisting his ideas about sex. Damon Pang reports. The High Court had heard that from 2016 to December 2018, the defendant, identified only as FSL in court, had forced his son, who was aged 10 to 12 at the time, to masturbate alongside him. The court was also told the boy was threatened with violence. The former police officer was earlier convicted by a jury of two counts of indecent conduct towards a child under 16 and two counts of inciting a child under 16 to commit an act of gross indecency. In passing sentence, Justice Alex Lee said the defendant had indulged himself in sex and had poisoned his son by twisting his ideas about sex. Justice Lee said it was an aggravating factor that FSL was still a police officer when he committed the crimes, damaging people's trust in the force. FSL was dismissed from his job in November 2019 and was stripped of his pension and other retirement benefits. Restaurant goers say they welcome the easing of social distancing rules at restaurants and bars, but more COVID measures should be relaxed as the epidemic eases. From today, the cap on the number of restaurant diners at each table has increased from 8 to 12. But this diner, surnamed Sham, said the limit on public gatherings should also be lifted. Personally, I welcome these measures because I can meet with my friends and meet with my family members. And we will be happier because we get a big family. Because we can uh, go to uh, dinner for 12 people. So I think there um, a band of four people uh, in the public gathering should be released. Health officials reported 4,318 new COVID infections, including 325 imported cases. Six more COVID patients have died. Cathay Pacific has rejected claims from the union representing the majority of its cockpit crew that an exodus of pilots has left it in no position to fully resume operations. As Damon Pang reports, the loss-making carrier also acknowledged that rebuilding capacity after the pandemic will take time. The Hong Kong Aircrew Officers Association says a shortage of qualified pilots was undermining Cathay's efforts to rebuild capacity and damaging Hong Kong's status as an international aviation hub. The union says the airline now employed fewer than 2,500 pilots compared to more than 4,000 in October 2020, 
when Cathay imposed what union leaders described as a ruthless permanent reduction in pay and conditions of service on frontline staff. The group also says the departures were concentrated among senior crew who had been with the airline for decades and said experienced pilots were continuing to resign at unprecedented rates. In a statement to RTHK, Cathay says it has sufficient qualified and experienced aviation professionals to continue to support the current operation and operate at the highest levels of safety and customer service. But the airline also says rebuilding capacity takes time, requiring training and aircraft reactivation, as well as handling other operational complexities. Cathay says the reduction in passenger flights to a fraction of normal levels during the pandemic had left many aircrew needing to renew licenses. But it says a training plan was underway, along with a comprehensive recruitment program that will see 4,000 staff hired over the coming 18 to 24 months. Turning overseas, rescue workers in the Ukrainian city of Zaporizhia are searching for people buried in the rubble after Russian missiles hit residential buildings and infrastructure, killing at least three people. Zaporizhia is close to the front line. A local woman, Alla, told the BBC she feared her neighbour was among the dead. Why are they doing this to us? What are they trying to prove? Killing old people? Why? For what? The Russian occupiers of the Ukrainian city of Kherson say they'll move school children from one district to Crimea for what they called a two-week holiday. Ukrainian forces are counter-attacking in the region. The winner of this year's Nobel Prize for Literature is the French writer Annie Ernaux. The, French, the Swedish Academy said she'd received the award for, the, for her courage and clinical acuity. The BBC's Vincent Dowd reports. Annie Ernaux has been admired in her native France since she started her literary career almost 50 years ago. Generally, she's written inspired by her own life, but taking pains to depict the changing society around her. Until now, she's been less well-known outside of France. The Nobel Committee said that Annie Ernaux uncovers the roots, estrangements and collective restraints of personal memory. Unusually, the secretary to the committee said that at the time the announcement was made, he hadn't been able to contact Annie Ernaux to give her the good news. Saudi activists say three members of the Al-Huaitat tribe have been sentenced to death. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. The three members of the Al-Huaitat tribe who are reported to have received death sentences from Saudi Arabia's specialised criminal court are all closely related to Abdul Rahim Al-Huaiti. He became a symbol of the Al-Huaitat's resistance to the futuristic Neom project on their ancestral lands when he was shot dead more than two years ago after refusing to leave his home. The Saudi authorities say he died in a shootout, while his family and supporters say it was an extrajudicial killing. 80 migrants from the Middle East and Afghanistan have been saved in a dramatic operation on the Greek island of Kithira after their boat sank. Video shows survivors clinging to rocks. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Well, this was at night time. The mayor, the local mayor of Kithira, said it was a titanic operation. It really was absolutely scary scenes for the people who were caught at the bottom of this cliff while their boat was smashed up around them. The mayor said it was the worst place on the whole island to have a shipwreck. There's 20-metre vertical cliffs, and they were having to winch people up. They even used a crane to get people up the cliff. North Korea's foreign ministry has said the country's missile programme is in response to recent joint drills between South Korea and the United States. It made the comment on the same day 
Pyongyang conducted its latest launches, firing two ballistic missiles into the Sea of Japan. The Foreign Ministry statement condemned Washington and its allies for referring the North's missile program to the UN Security Council. South Korea's President Yoon Suk-yeol tried to reassure his country's population. People could be worried, but our government will thoroughly take care of the people's lives and safety based on a strong South Korea-U.S. alliance and security cooperation between South Korea, the United States and Japan. Scientists at the National Museums of Scotland have x-rayed a 230-million-year-old reptile fossil showing that it was the ancestor of the great winged pterodactyl. With more, here's the BBC's Victoria Gill. Pterosaurs were a conundrum. They had wings that attached to one elongated skinny finger on their front limbs. And how they evolved such strange and flight-ready anatomy has long been a source of scientific debate. Now, at least one part of that puzzle has been solved. Detailed scans of the fossilised creature called Scleromoculus have revealed that it's closely related to, but 10 million years older than, the first pterosaurs. This confirms that the pterodactyl evolved from tiny, fast-running, ground-dwelling animals that raced around on their hind legs. The jailed Russian opposition politician Vladimir Karamuza has been charged with treason. Investigators allege that Mr Karamuza was sharing information with intelligence services from NATO countries for which he was allegedly paid 30,000 US dollars a month. Mr Karamuza, who is also a prominent journalist, was arrested in April under the new censorship laws enacted after the Ukraine in, uh, conflict. Business and the head of the International Monetary Fund has urged policymakers to take concerted action to avoid what he called, what she called a dangerous new normal as the risks of a worldwide recession are driven higher by repeated shocks to the global economy. In a speech ahead of the IMF's annual meetings next week, Kristalina Georgieva said it was critical to stabilise the global, global economy by addressing the most immediate challenges. Sport and in snooker, home favourite Marco Fu has won the opening quarterfinal match at the Hong Kong Masters. He beat Englishman Mark Selby five games to two. In another quarterfinal, John Higgins versus Judd Trump. Higgins won five frames to four. Chinese star Zhao Jintong has been replaced by Mark Williams of Wales after he tested positive for COVID-19. In two other quarterfinal matches tomorrow, Williams takes on Australian Neil Roberson, while world number one Ronnie O'Sullivan battles Hong Kong Ng on Yi. Tennis and Nick Kyrgios has ruled back from a frustrating first set to reach the quarterfinals of the Japan Open, defeating Poland's Kamil Majszuk 3-6, 6-2, 6-2. And now a final look at the top stories tonight. The chief executive says Hong Kong and Shenzhen are launching an initiative to lure international talent and the government hopes to see a 25% drop in plastic bag disposal after it doubles the levy. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
Yes, indeed, here in Hong Kong, we're almost at the end of Thursday, Friday just around the corner, and welcome to 45 minutes of easy listening music from days gone by. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail, and the first one for you tonight is a classic from Mr. Vic Damone. to know somehow you are near I have often walked on this street before but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before all at once Transmit So 